Good evening. It is February 5th, Friday evening. I'm joined with Frank Karras, lead snow ranger at the Mount Washington Avalanche Center. And uh, yeah, this is the weekly outreach podcast. It's been um, a busy week, a lot going on, a lot of snow here at here at Ski the Whites. We're prepping for a big event tomorrow, last year standing. Anyone interested in following that, it'll be live online. You can check uh, more details on skithewhites.com. There'll be a, a live feed. So there's my plug for the weekend. Um, and we're going to talk about lots of stuff this week. We've got, um, well, of course, the weather forecast and heavy forecast coming up. What's What to expect there. Um, obviously, like Frank's been... Frank's been busy, had the, um, as most people know about now, the, the fatality over in Amanusik Ravine, which I'm sure has been a, sucked up a lot of um, energy and time, and that's, that's a tough one, but um, we need to talk about it. Uh, and then I'm sure there's some other stuff that we'll get to get to after that. But um, I guess I just always like to lead off with a positive note, like you've been out skiing, Frank. What's the conditions like up there? Um, yeah, I was... I was um in talks today and um you know we we hit moderate uh avalanche danger based on new snow and and wind today we got uh probably two or three inches at you know 3800 feet and up and um probably had some new wind slabs develop probably sensitive um not large enough to trigger on their own today but um likely still triggerable could still be triggerable tomorrow i'd anticipate kind of the same thing moderate tomorrow like you could go out and and um you know evaluate things and maybe pick a real mellow line if you need to but um we do continue to get that new snow and not super high winds most of this week so that's what creates our more um you know sensitive wind slabs in areas um it's getting um the Sherburn um, Trail skied well today. That uh, that ski trail over in Maine. We went over there to ski that and came back um, to finish work on the mountain. But the um, Huntington's was you know mix of scouring and some fresh snow laid in. Most of the older wind slabs are glued on more or less at this point. Um, but it's pretty complex right now. You know, we were getting this um, faceting layer going on down at areas of thinner snowpack, um, particularly western Maine right now. Um, people are getting collapses and, and whomping at the ground. Um, but so far, it's limited to that terrain, um, as far as we can tell. We're not seeing anything like that Um in areas, you know, generally our prime avalanche terrain has a much thicker snowpack, and it tends to not, tends to not do that. Um, you know, the, those faceting situations that are that dramatic um, are, are rare there. You know, we'll get some degradation of those crusts up in that terrain, but, um, you know, by and large, our avalanches are all wind-driven snow. You know, that's kind of the big one, at, the, at least midwinter this time, time of year. But we are seeing some of that, you know, this, these last storms with, like, a little bit of rain or moisture in that in mm -hmm. the content, which is creating... Yeah, a little thin crust. And those, crust. you know, that was the one that I saw developing in the ammo on 
Wednesday was not farming in tucks, you know, pretty darn close to the same elevation, probably two miles apart. But you know how the weather is just different on the north side, like the clouds just pile up, you know, around Littleton and, you know, Gorham Berlin side as well. And sometimes that just produces continuous snow, which people who go ski at Crescent Glade know about, you know. Oh, sorry. I just blew everyone's yeah, secret. Come on. Dang it. Secret Forgot spot. again. Um, and, uh, you know, in this case, it created that little thin eggshell rain crust, which, um, believe it or not, like those can cause some changes in the snow and cause that snow beneath to facet. It. And uh, it's uh, pretty interesting. So our snowpack is really dynamic right now. So I think if you're getting out this weekend, I would say, you know, go with a strong party. And uh, if you're going to go up high, certainly if you're going to get into avalanche terrain, be ready to to assess things carefully because it is quite dynamic. There's a lot going on, and I got to say we're having a hard time keeping up with it, especially with the events of this earlier this week. Um, so just finding finding field time has been hard. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine it's uh, it's complex, it's dynamic. We talk about that a lot, and. Just like the variability that we're seeing across the the presidentials, I was over in um, King Ravine, kind of poking around today, and it's way different than what I what I saw last time I was up there. Just the changes. And when I say up there, I just mean the last place I was was probably Wright Gully. Oh yeah, it looked like a ski resort. Right <laughs> yeah, from the weekend, yeah. and and up in King Ravine, just seeing like all the rhyme just swirling yeah. um, beautiful sunrise to all of a sudden clouds moving in winds picking up snow depositing sloughing and just a funky crust layer in places mm-hmm. but pockets of fresh light snow and mm-hmm. others and yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you're saying it's complex and it's a tough time to forecast for such a big um range yeah so dynamic yeah, and I think the one thing that's consistent consistent is that inconsistency. So the message we can send is, you know, assume nothing about the terrain that's above your head and, um, you know, look for those crusts and recognize that they could be a poor bonding surface. It's remarkable. Sometimes that new snow does stick to it, and then sometimes it just doesn't, and then it can start to degrade over time. So, you know think about terrain that's the main thing like if i'm wrong what happens where am i going to get avalanched into am i going to get flushed out into a big open slope you know where my buddy can find me with a beacon and i got a chance you know or you know am i going to get flushed into a terrain trap in a hole and buried deeply where my buddy can't get me so you know the if if you got a lot of uncertainty use the terrain to your advantage and just don't go into any of that kind of in, in any of that steeper terrain and keep the overhead hazard down and keep it 30 degrees and go to the broccoli forest or just ski the ski trails there are a few of those around here i've heard <laughs> there's, a, there's a few if you if you pick up you know come to ski the whites buy the granite backcountry granite land guide there we go oh are they in there the bro oh the, the, all the all the all the spots glade, glade spots oh, well God, it's funny no idea it's funny you say that that uh during the storm, where to go skiing, it's a tough one yeah. because you know that there's limited resources, which would be these maintained glade zones. And yeah. You, wanna, you, you want know, freshies. You just want to, but you also want to find somewhere else or maybe you want that remote experience. Where do you yeah. go? And that's really challenging. And yeah. I always find myself getting a little frustrated because I'll go to places that look great yeah, or have the potential, but the whole time I'm just 
all I'm saying is, oh, this could be a good spot. Oh, imagine if. Yeah. Yeah. What if? Yeah. And it's like this, you know. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Double-sided problem to have because you clean it up, then maybe you have too many people there. Mm -hmm. Depends what you're looking for, but um, big shout out to Granite Backcountry Alliance for all the work they have done to give us options because I did get out to some of their zones this uh this um last storm is it was beautiful so yeah I i do thank them for what they offer absolutely it's been great to have some other opportunities besides the the old ski um you know ccc trails and when you have the elevated avalanche hazard like we often do boy you know we sometimes get good snow like this last one that didn't end with rain in most places that was pretty a great time to go enjoy those glades and i'm guessing those the enough base developed on those that they're kind of all all good now right like i think so most of our skis are coming back intact (laughs) that's like how that's the indicator that's the gauge how many core shots per week does the rental fleet get how many stone grinds um Anyway, well, I think a lot of listeners, we don't have a ton of time here, but I know a lot of listeners want to hear more about the fatality in Amanusic Ravine, and you were tied in on that. Um, we spoke a little bit off off the record, but um, there's a lot of information to, that you can get out, and I think it's important you know, for the listeners to, to hear what, um, what you saw firsthand and, and what you can let us all know. So, um, yep. yeah. For sure, yeah. So... So there was a lot of misinformation um, that was out there. I went in as like an avalanche specialist slash um, dog handler, you know, and I've been a team leader for MRS. So I worked with those guys. There was a small team of MRSers and some fish and game guys as well. And um, we um, went and did a search up in the ammo and located the individual at the bottom of the main shoot um the main what is it main gully um central Central. yeah so it's the main the main shot there at the ammo um there had been um natural cycle obviously due to the storm tuesday but it's pretty clear from from all the evidence that he actually skied and triggered an avalanche on monday um it's possible that he triggered a larger avalanche that buried him deeply that day but it's also possible and maybe more likely that he he triggered a smaller pocket in in that gully um was buried and then was buried by a subsequent natural cycle the next day um we're still sorting through all the details there but you know um it doesn't really change a whole lot, really, you know, um, we, we, um, know that, uh, you know, he skied to the summit and, and skied what is a really technical line with, um, you know, from all observations leading up to that day, you know, there was a lot of ice bulges, a lot of rocks and ice slabs as well. And we know that, you know, the snow doesn't always adhere to those um, areas very well. Super good skier, you know, reminded me a, a bit of the ben- Nick Benedict's thing, like someone who, you know, they're looking for partners, but they ski so much, you know, you start burning through partners and, um, he didn't have one that day and, and it was a low day. And, um, you know, it's a risk that, um, you know, that solo skiing is a risk that lots of people do take. Um, 
you know, some terrain is more consequential than others. And certainly the ammo, um, that terrain trap, there's actually two terrain traps at the bottom is just, uh, it's horrible. You know, it's a hole. It's getting, you can get pushed in directly from a 38 plus, you know, 40 degree slope directly into a completely flat, even bowl shaped spot as it is now. It's still bowl shaped, you know, like there's no fanning out, you know, of the debris, like <laughs> it's, yeah, it's awful. And then there's another one below that where the other little sub drainage goes, comes down from the right. Um, so both of those have horrendous, um, terrain traps and, and both of them had, you know, D2, maybe D3 natural debris, some, broken crumb holts, not a lot, but some, um, certainly there was some natural avalanche activity, um, that was, you know, on the larger side, D2, D3, um, the avalanche debris he was buried in was more like D2, um, but mostly supplemented by the fact that terrain trap is so flat and there's a big overhanging boulder that just the debris just stops up against um so we we've you know that search was completed on um wednesday really the ground search was initiated early wednesday after someone report reported his absence um tuesday afternoon late in the afternoon so he had been checking in with people, but then didn't answer his phone and people got, got on that later that day. And, you know, these things just, um, fair amount of investigation, a lot of unknowns that have to happen before I even know where to put people on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause where do you search if you just have a couple photographs? Yeah. Right. Sent out or something or some, some text or something, but, uh, you know, it's a, yeah. a lot of options to exit and. You said you had some searching going on at on the Pinkham Notch side as well. Yeah, yeah. Due to like cell phone triangulation, there was some. You know, his car wasn't even located until um, Wednesday morning. It had been just buried by snow over in the ammo in an unplowed parking lot. So, you know, um, it it gets tricky. And leaving an itinerary obviously is a takeaway. If if for you know even if you're traveling in a small party. Like there was a recent avalanche in Colorado that buried three out of four members of a party, you know, so very good to leave a, a an itinerary. I know it's, I'm preaching to the choir and I, or I don't practice what I preach, I guess I should say, but you really, um, it's very good to, you know, keep all those kind of basics in mind. Like it's easy to get, you know, good skiers do not become immune to little incidents. No, I think that's a huge takeaway. Is like any incident. I think skiing a riverbed is super common in our our terrain, and and like a beautiful day, you go, you get, you know, I, I've done that plenty of times, and I've been in river, I've skinned up riverbeds where, you know, yeah. sides have fallen, and it's complex uh-huh. in there as well, where you you, um, yeah, open water and everything else, and it's yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It's the inherent risk of, of what we do out there sometimes. And, and, yeah. and you can't, yes, you want to point out all these things to help reduce future incidents. Yeah. You know, but there's no like pointing fingers. It just is kind of is what it is, but what, yeah. And in this away, case, he away what you can. 
yeah, take away what you can and know that, you know, pointing fingers is just not going to help anything at all. And, you know, he was a expert skier and, um, you know, spent time in the mountains alone. And there's, there's a number of people that do that. And, um, you know, I've done it too. And I always think like, Oh, I manage my risk. I'm, I'm just on this or just on that, you know, it all looks pretty stable, you know, skiing alone off of San Marcos and the Oriler. I was dumb. There was no one around me. <clears throat> so yeah, we're all, we're all, we all succumb to it, but he did not go out and get avalanched on the high danger day. And I'm sure he would not have gone out on that day, the following day on Tuesday, as was widely reported, but may have been buried by a secondary avalanche um, further. Yeah, I mean, just the the circumstances of a storm coming in the way it did uh, really complicated things afterwards, I guess, and trying to figure out the scenario. It did, yeah. It raised the stakes for for the search teams, for sure. I mean, it's considerable the day we were searching, and right in the avalanche paths and the guys mitigated that hazard really well and, um, you know, pulled off a, a, a big project to bring some closure to, to his family and, um, friends. So there were some folks that helped with the investigation that were grateful to have that information and, um, and for them to put, put it all together to help, help us piece things together. And, um, the, you know, Air, Air Force folks in Florida using cell phone um, forensics and stuff. So it's a big effort. Yeah, I think everyone in the ski community is incredibly appreciative of everyone's effort to, to yeah. just help recover the body and everything. So and yeah. to, to figure out what went, what happened. And I'm sure there'll be some more information. Um, yeah, working on that right now. Report. And yeah, more, more formal thing with more more report or more details um, will be forthcoming when we're sure the family is all, all of them know all the details, um, which is the right thing to do before it goes out more widespread, but we'll publish that on our um, avalanche center site, um, Mount Washington avalanche center.org, which I'm guessing most of your listeners know about, but that'll be hopefully out in the next day or two. Right. And um, I guess that's a good segue into, you know, other reason why people are listening for this is trying to figure out some weekend plans and, uh, obviously getting the email through MWAC about the, the forecast is great, but it's also nice to, to go long form and hear what you're, what you think is going to be happening up there this weekend too, before you have to go and write it all again. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's a dress rehearsal. So Yeah. You know, just a um, broad stroke, we've got this mix of wind slabs on a bunch of different aspects. We had um, reports of collapsing outside of our forecast area, but I think there's enough uncertainty about these crusts that are around that persistent slabs and, and basically faceting snow should be in the back of your mind or maybe even closer to the forefront of your mind as you're moving around this weekend. If you go on the terrain, um, that's our starting point. And then, you know, this mix of, um, you know, wind slabs scattered around through the terrain, um, will also be refreshed, um, tomorrow when the wind comes up again, um, 45 to 50 with gusts to 65. So, 
um, that two to three inches that fell today is going to get moved around and blown into more wind slabs tomorrow. And those aren't the kind of wind speeds that, that pound the snow into submission. It might just build some potentially reactive wind slabs. So be sure to check the forecast tomorrow. It's going to be cold, high near six degrees. And uh, with that wind, it's it'll be a little challenging tomorrow. Sunday looks a little better, a little warmer. On the summit, it'll be 11 with much lighter winds from the southwest, 20 to 30 miles an hour. And I think we're going to get um, some snow. The OBS is calling for snow on Sunday. Um, so that could complicate things a bit and um, make a little more sensitive avalanche problem possibly on Sunday. So check those forecasts carefully. Um, you know, we've got this unstable this, this trough over us and um, just bringing us a lot of moisture and we're getting trace to two and trace to one and the obs calling for two to four on Sunday. So maybe a good time to go to the glades again. Um, Sunday, certainly a warmer day if you're thinking of heading up higher into the terrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cold weather on the way. Um, yeah. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I think that's enough enough info check start off with the avalanche forecast what you guys are reporting is incredibly helpful um but yeah i don't know it's uh we're in we're in it this is, we are this we is, are fully this, in it this is winter and things <laughs> yeah. are in, things are in i i mean i heard hellman's was almost like fully connected maybe even yeah yeah nice so it's february and hellman's might be skiable maybe I, not th- maybe not this weekend but just as far as our it's getting snow, close, as far as our snowpack goes, it's, I know Duchess is definitely much plumper. <laughs> it's looking grim, but no. Well, as long as you don't mind bushes at the bottom. Yeah. So it <clears throat> is. It is uh, rapidly evolving. Be heads up out there. Um, anything else? You got? You had um, avalanche. What do you have? You had uh, Mike on. Mike, I think was on again. Um, Oh, no, no, no. Um, Al, Man- oh, Al-, Al Mandel. Right. Yeah, he did a, which unfortunately I missed. Um, I'm sure that was good. Um, talking about the dangers of leaving the gates uh, at Western areas, plus avalanche awareness. We got February 11th, um, solving for Z. Um, yeah. What's his name again? Uh, Zohan. Zohan. Malamoria. I'm so bad. I'm bad with names too, but we sat down. I sat down and watched it. So it's great. Everyone should watch that. Yeah. And, and he's going to be live. And I think that that's what you want to so, watch it for is the a little Q and a. Yes. And that engagement. It'll be, it'll be worth it. Yeah. It'll be, I'm sure there'll be some great takeaways because I think that movie just sort of puts everyone's ego in check. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, can get caught. Then I think, uh, we're all incredibly yeah. vulnerable. Yes, we can eas- all easily get schooled. So yeah, that's right. coming. That's coming up. It's late. We got to go. Frank, thanks so much. Um, thanks for your time. Thanks Absolutely. for all that you did this week. Uh, it, yep. does, it does mean a lot, and um, we really appreciate getting this information out. So yeah, totally. Thanks for having us, and thanks for getting this message out. All right, we'll talk to you next okay. week. See ya.